Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. And this is the Andy Campbell Show Extra, extra show for you, lovely people. We uh, we have the Championship Show, which comes out every Wednesday, where myself and Andy uh, cover all the Championship football and uh, the biggest stories in the football world. We've got a little extra show for you today, where uh, we're going to be discussing the the controversial book, I guess. Uh, the Killing of Emiliano Sala, which was written by Harry Harris. Uh, we've both read it. I uh, interviewed the author last week, and uh, it was a very interesting conversation, which you can find you know, at the usual places, the video versions at youtube.com slash podcastnation, and the audio version is at iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those good stuff. And uh, joining me to talk this book, former Premier League and Championship striker, former Borough, Cardiff City player, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, buddy. How are you? Hello, Matt. I'm good, Matt. Thank you. I say, how uh, are you? I, how are you? As if I don't know, because I was just speaking to you to record, <laughs> the, record the Championship show. Uh, I'm, excite, I'm excited about this in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a peculiar sort of way, because uh, there's been that much made of it. It's, um, it's going to be interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's it's something different for us to talk about. You know, obviously yeah. we're usually very, talk about uh, the football very different and stuff. Very different. It's gonna be yeah, it's extremely interesting. And um, mm. you know, I do enjoy these kind of shows. Obviously, I do lots lots of podcasts on different subjects, different people. I do enjoy the ones which make you think, and um, this definitely makes you think. And it questions. Certainly, before I read the book, I thought I knew some stuff, and then I came out with the book, and I was like, "All right, maybe I didn't know as much as I as I knew." 
Yeah, well, similar for me, Si. You know what I mean? I think um, we spoke about it numerous times. Um, we spoke about it in the Championship so about, about about why we think that people will be put off. And and I think rightly so as well with the uh, with the name of the book. I think it, it it's... And until you read the book, the the title, I think, is, is a little bit... Heavy. Uh, contentious, dubious, out of order. However, however your opinion of the title is probably correct, but it's... Um, you know what I mean? Uh, the, but the, the bigger picture of the of the title is is that uh, Emiliano Sala is dead. So it's you know what I mean? Was he was he killed? He was he's, he's died. So he's was he killed by a plate? Was he you know what I mean? So that that all un, it unfolds during the book, and it, and it, it, it the, for me the title is explained later on pretty well and explained why the title the title was picked. So um, I think I would I would probably advise people to to read it even if the um, they have the um, the dubious about about wanting to read it for for various reasons because it's a um, as I said it's a, what was a year t- a year tomorrow um, and obviously it's not a nice it was never you know I mean when when I, when I first heard about uh, what what happened it was it was heartbreaking for for the for the boy himself for the pilot for the family for the friends for the football club for the football world for his family and it's just and it hasn't really gone away in the, in, the, in in a year really and it's and it's never gonna you know what I mean because it's Still rumbling on to this day. Yeah, it's one of those things which, are, unfortunately, I think is going to uh, drag drag on for a long time to come. Um, what I will say about the book generally is, I advise anyone who's got any sort of interest in in Cardiff City and in in Emilio Emiliano Sala, anything like that. I would read it. I think it's worth a read. Um, mm-hmm. It's not what you think it's going to be. I went in there thinking I'm going to hate this book. It's just going to sensationalize a load of stuff. It's going to be full of innuendo and it's going to be like pushing conspiracy theories. Now, I could say it doesn't push one conspiracy theory. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't imply anything. It doesn't tell you what the author thinks happened. And I even asked him that. I said, you know, what do you think happened? What do you think is the reasons? Because it doesn't really say in the book. All it says in the book is facts, factual information. Um, and there's a lot of stuff in there which I didn't know. And then um, I like to try and go into things, particularly if I'm going to talk about them on a podcast with an open mind, whereby I haven't made my mind up before I've watched it or read it or whatever it may be. And I don't think I did with this. I went in with a negative kind of thing, connotation to it, a negative point of view to it. Um, and I've got to say, it didn't last very long. Um, within you know the first couple of pages, um, you've got, it, it introduces you to the author, which is Harry Harris. Um, he, you know, he's ghostwritten autobiographies for Rude Hullet, Paul Merson, and Glenn Hoddle. Gary Mabbitt, Steve McMahon, Terry Neal, Bill Nicholson, and he also wrote George Bush's uh, last book, which was uh, Hard Tackles and Dirty Baths. Um, and he actually talked about that in the interview, which I did with him, whereby uh, George Best died just before the release of the book. Uh, and George Best's, um, I can forget off the top of my head, if it was his family or his agent, asked Harry to, um, you know, to promote the book because obviously George Best was no longer with us. Um, and he he did that. He did all the stuff. He did the radio and the promotion or whatever. 
and he got loads of criticism saying he was cashing in on George Brett's death and and the, and he was actually doing you know what had been asked of him yeah. by the people who were involved you know in mm. with the best family and stuff which you know is different again but he's also um you know he's written i think 85 books i think it was in total he's written biographies on fergie on roman abramovich ags ferguson Mourinho, uh ty venables um and he's worked with you know some of the biggest newspapers and tv channels in the world telegraph and daily star daily mail daily mirror daily express uh espn bt sports sky sports it's not a guy, he's also directed four documentaries on Ozzy Ardiles, Kenny Sampson, Kerry Dixon, and uh, Ron Chopper Harris. So straight away, when I read that, that was not what I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting, in my head, before I'd read this book, I was thinking, this is a guy who is trying to cash in on this tragedy yeah. and cr- cr- uh, make a quick buck by you know, saying certain things, saying stuff that's yeah. controversial. And it was like a kind of, I was thinking like, he's going to be like a fly by night kind of guy who's basically chanting his arm. So within the first, you know, just the introduction, I was surprised yeah. by that. Um, so that changed my initial uh, kind of view of how I went into it. Just that, um, because, you know, you're talking about it, a proper author and a proper investigative journalist. Oh, but he's professional, sorry, and I think that's what I liked about it. I was expecting the same thing. I was expecting it um, from the from the book, and I think I think that's the the, the title for me. The title smells of a, a rookie um, author who's looking to get people to buy the book. But reading on the inside and reading, you know how well how well written it is, and 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 some of the things inside the book is, is sensational. You know what I mean? That, there's no detail. Every every single little detail is 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 being put in, and that's from um, from the information about 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 Emiliano himself, uh, about the family. You know, what I mean, it digs deep about obviously the accident, um, the agent, etc. You know, which we'll, everything we're going to speak about soon, and it's just it's just a really 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 well written piece, and um, and you know, what I mean, it's such a shame that uh, Emiliano's obviously father's not here to read it and to and to acknowledge and Emilio, Emiliano himself because you know what I mean people would be proud to to have their face and, and their name on something like this because of how, how well written it is and and I, and, I, and I mean that and I'm not I've got no affiliation with the author one one little bit never spoke to never met him at all um and I was I was really really impressed I really was yeah and I mean it starts off the book uh, it goes through the uh, the kind of upbringing of Emiliano Sala and it goes through, you know, how he got to where he was. It goes through his um, his struggles at some clubs. Um, so it's not a case of just bang, 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 goes into the, you know, his death and what happened and the accident. It, it introduces you to the player if you're not familiar with him and it gives you a real feel for the type of person that he was. Um, and also what other people thought of him. That was something which hit me in that part of the book was that everyone seemed to have a really, really high opinion of Emiliano Sala. Um, by all accounts, he seems as if he was a, a lovely, lovely man. Um, yeah. Well, so, so I think, I think, I think what hit hit me the most, I think it was um, it was some of the players that um, that he was he was recognised alongside. You know what I mean? That 
You know, I mean, there's no better, there's no better football in the world at the minute than than, than Mbappe, and you know what I mean that 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 he was he was on par with him. They were touted about the same about the same time, getting the same kind of moves, scoring goals in they France. Had an joint, amazing joint career. top scorers, really. Joint top goal scorer. You know what I mean, and and you know what I mean. But more importantly, he was a family man. You know what I mean. He, people, the family's lost a lost a son, a brother, a friend, and it's such. You know what I mean? I think, and I think sometimes when um, when when something a tragedy like like this happens, I think we all sometimes forget. Um, and you know what I mean? We just think it's a it's a footballer. Um, you know what I mean? They're, they're not they're not real people. You know, the real people. Um, they've, they've all got families, <laughs> mum, dads, potential brothers, sisters, wives, kids. Do you know what I mean? So it's such a it's, it's heartbreaking. But you know what I mean? I, I was I was so intrigued to. To read about 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 the man because I'd only I'd only come across it uh, what the the rumours that Cardiff was signing him um, um, the 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 tweet that he put out that he signed for Cardiff City um, etc you know what I mean uh, new seller in town and it was just like so excited to to see this brand new player and and and, and the saviour of Cardiff City to keep us open and and uh, such you know what I mean to to what what happened was just you know what I mean like where the, where the football could football club could be with this young man in their team would be who knows you know because we weren't a million miles away you know what I mean so for for this tragedy not to happen you know what I mean it was such a such a waste on uh, on loads of um, loads of counts yeah yeah it is it's, and it's you know it's even you know it's a year on and it's still you know it's upsetting to think about uh you know, this young guy who has got his dream move to one of Europe's top leagues. You know, it's no mm. secret that Cardiff wasn't his first choice, mm. but he did want to move to, you know, a, a, a top European league, which is, yeah. uh, that was his kind of, uh, well, I don't know what the word is, um, like his his dream or his, yeah, to play in that top league. So, um, the kind of first part of the book, after you sort of get a feel for Emiliano as a player and a, a, as a person, is really about the the, the agent, um, you know, which is obviously n- notoriously uh, well known because of everything that's happened. Uh, Willie Mackay. So one of the first things which annoyed me uh, in the book, um, not the actual book, but actually, you know, just f- like finding out the facts is it does give you a massive look into the seedy uh, underbelly of how football transfers are conducted and the sorts of things which go on. And everyone knows they go on, but, you know, they just... It gives you a look at that. Willie Mackay is not a registered football agent, and he's also banned from uh, being a part of any transfers in France. Um so for him to be so heavily involved in the transfer of a, you know, Cardiff City's record transfer as well, you know, make no mistake, this was the most money Cardiff had ever spent on a player. Uh, so for him to be so heavily involved, I think is disgraceful. Um, and I think there's there's no way around that. There's no excuse for it. I don't like this kind of excuse that sometimes floated where, oh, it's just the way it is. But but it shouldn't be the way it is. You know. Mm. Um, well, you hit the nail on the head side there that, uh, earlier. That um, obviously Salah, Salah wasn't 100 percent keen on the switch to South Wales. You know what I mean? He, 
I think there's there's numerous text messages and phone conversations with 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 other players and family asking for advice. Is it the right move? And I think he was finally convinced by the agent himself, which you know what I mean by the um, by the fact that it was a, a financial, a very good financial move for for the agent for Willie McKay and Sons, um, which then brings obviously the friendship with um, Neil Warnock into it. You know that you obviously you've said there that he was banned. Um, from making transfers in France, which um, my geography isn't great, but um, obviously Nantes is in France, so he, should, he shouldn't have been allowed anywhere near that. And with FIFA being a governing body, you know what I mean? Then it's no wonder that, that, that obviously police have got involved when he's, he's making a transfer of a player. He's meeting managers, he's meeting assistant managers, he's meeting club officials on behalf of a player. So he's fully, fully, fully aware and involved of what's going on. From the start, during the middle, all the way to the to the player signing the signature, just because he wasn't there, the day that he signed the signature, and obviously sons, or at least one son was there for that, who is a who is a registered agent. That just for me just just doesn't just doesn't sit right. You know that um, friendship happens in football, and agents and managers do become close because um, they tend to help each other. Um, Move players in, get players out, and it's it's always uh, it's always happened. It's happened back in back when I played that 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 certain managers would work with certain agents to try and get players in. That that encourage players to to go with a certain certain agent to try and get them to um, sign for a certain club or to get them into a certain area of the country. Um, but I suppose it doesn't come apparent until there's a travesty like this, and um, and the scrutiny which which is involved in here then. Obviously, now questions had to, had to be answered and still have to be answered because there's still no justice for somebody of the two people who've lost their life. You know, we, we go on about Emilio, um, Emiliano, sorry, um, but there's obviously someone else who's lost their life as well. And you know what I mean? There's, there's answers what have to be, they've got to be answered and they've got to be answered by somebody. Somebody's, somebody's, got, somebody's got some questions to, answer, to, 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 to ask and someone's got the answers to answer. And, it's, and, and until, those, until every stone is unturned, then the family can't settle from both sides and, 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 and just the general public want to know what's going on because just, to, just for peace of mind for everybody, just so, so something like this doesn't happen again. Um, it's just, it just, you know what I mean? That, that, I, I look at the transfer side, and, you know what I mean? For, a, for, a, for a, a transfer of this magnitude and for this size, you know what I mean? It didn't take that long whatsoever. You know what I mean? It was over really, really quickly. You know what I mean? My move, my move to Cardiff, which was you know, an absolute pittance compared to this one, was was done in longer than than this move was. So you know what I mean? This was this was obviously being on the cards, but 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 obviously the the, the club was handpicked by for me um, from Willie Mackay, and I think that's that that says that says the, the biggest story for me. It was it was wrong from the from the minute it was organised, and and it's ended up in disaster. And you know what I mean? And 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 He's got questions that he should answer, and for me, it should be answering him in a uh, probably under oath, so that we can get the truth and, get, and 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 start and start letting families grieve properly, so they so they have the have the have the correct the correct answers to answer. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, so just to, um, <clears throat> so people are clear on how exactly how Willie Mackay is involved. Uh, so Willie Mackay is not a registered agent. He's not allowed to work in France on transfers. So Mark Mackay, which is Willie Mackay's son, 
is a, a a registered agent at this time was kind of relatively new to it. So William Mackay was, he said afterwards that he was, uh, you know, he wanted to, he was showing nepotism. He wanted to help his son uh, by, you know, push pushing the transfer through the company, which is on the call. I'll get to the contract actually in a minute. Um, so William Mackay wrote directly to Emiliano Sala. The letter is in the book. It says, you know, basically, um, writes to the player, says who he is, introduces himself, and then says about uh, clubs which are interested in the player. He says Manchester, Liverpool, these different clubs, which in reality, um, they weren't. Um, it was the agent, you know, trying to sell himself to the player. Um, so as a result of this letter to the player, they basically, uh, Mark Mackay, William Mackay's son, uh, who is the managing director of Mercato Sports Limited, which is the agency, uh, which is in his name and William Mackay's wife's name, which, you know, if you're legit, I'm not entirely sure why you'd have a company in your, you know, your wife's name and your son's name, but, you know, whatever. Um, then there's a contract between Nantes and Mercato Sports, or Mark Mackay's name is on this this uh, contract, which is basically an agreement to between Nantes and the Mackays to sell Salah or to find Salah a club. Um, basically, and it says like it's got the contract, it's got the clauses, it's got everything in the book. Um, you know the the, the cut. Um, of what they'll take and I think when the transfer fee is paid now eventually or if it's paid um, Willie Mackay will get 1.5 million 1.5 mm-hmm. million pounds and mm-hmm. that makes me sick yeah because as we'll get into you know now his um, how can I word this his involvement has had a massive impact on what's happened. Um, there's no getting away from that. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm not saying that uh, he did, you know, anything shady when it comes to the, 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 you know, the accident, the crash. I'm not saying anything like that. But because of him, and because of uh, the way he works in trying to do stuff for people and get things in return he put Emiliano Salah on that plane he hired the, the 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 pilot who then passed it on to another pilot which we'll get into which is another thing which is wild um, and I do think that he needs to be held accountable but it's very difficult to hold him accountable because his name's not on the contract and he's not a registered football agent. So how do you hold him accountable? I totally agree. So I just... I, he's, he's been very clever with his, with his contracts, with his ownership of his, country, uh, of, of his contract, of his company. He's been very clever with, with wordings and, um, and things. And the only wrongdoings he's done, which affects are 
Well, probably nothing because all he's done is meeting players. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's not signed any documentation, which he isn't allowed to. You know what I mean? He's been very clever with the whole thing, but he's been the mastermind solely behind the whole move, regardless whose name's on it. So because of this whole tragedy, what's happened, his son looks like he's done something wrong because his name's on every documentation, documentation from nonce. Um, to get him to, to a move to one of these big clubs, to um, the player itself, to Cardiff City. Um, you know what I mean? The flights, the, uh, the pilots. It, it's, it's never ending. And the family knows uh, a lot more information than, than, what's came, what, what, than what's come out. And I'm not saying that families wouldn't stick together. I'm just saying uh, there's a lot of people who deserve the honest truth um, so that it's time to, um, time to process all the information properly um, before authorities decide really what, what the next avenue is. You know what I mean? That um, it was interesting that um, uh, Emilio Salas ex ex-girlfriend um, quoted in the, in the, in the book. Uh, I want to believe it was an accident, but there was a series of irresponsibilities which brought about this horror. And I think that probably hits a nail on the head that I think we all want to believe that it was such an accident, but there's so many wrongdoings and there's so many things that, that, that don't add up that if those weren't in place, would the player and the pilot have lost their lives on that, on that, yeah. on that January day? And it, nobody knows the answer to that. We can't, we can't answer it, but this, I'd like to think there would be a better chance of it not happening, you know, that yeah. obviously Cardiff, Cardiff City arranged, paid for, booked a, uh, a British Airways flight for Salah to um, travel to Paris, um, back to Cardiff. Obviously, was turned down, rejected, and the agent obviously decided that he was in a better position to, um, to have a few more hours at, uh, with his family. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just... You know what I mean? That the, the welfare, player welfare, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's paramount. And you know what I mean? It doesn't sound, it doesn't come across in the book that, um, that the player's welfare was, was paramount for the agent, in my opinion, that, you know no, what I mean? It was no. just, it was, you know what I mean? It, 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 wasn't, it, wasn't the, it wasn't the most important, you know what I mean? That even, money was no, no money's no object, Si, that um, run, about, run about huge figures here. Run about, it's like, like winning the lottery, you know, that, um, £1.5 million from one transfer fee. This is one player, one transfer fee. So why wasn't, why wasn't a chartered flight, i.e. a British Airways flight, being paid for by the agent to bring all his family down because of the money that was being, being spent? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, Not a rickety plane, no, which was... No, which is... Which is which 1984. Thousands, which has had thousands of accidents over... Over, over, over the course of a course of time, because of the way that it's built and the way that it doesn't handle certain weather conditions. Do you know what I mean? So it's these are facts. These yeah. are facts. Yes, it's not... a short. This is a short flight, but weather conditions, which with, with other factors, which right. we're going on, go on about I'll later on. Just I tell you just what, doesn't add up. let's go. Let's go away from the transfer slightly a minute, um, and let's talk about the things that are completely avoidable completely avoidable things that contributed to uh, you know, this whole thing happening. So you've just touched on one, which is the, the fact that Cardiff had paid for a ticket 
for him to be on a commercial flight on British Airways to arrive in time for training. Do you know what the sad thing about that side was? That the club had to prove that they'd done that. The club yeah. had to prove that they'd booked a flight for him. That's sad, that. That is, that is really sad. It is. That, of course it is. You know what I mean? That's... Well, just gone that, on the club, um, I think back in uh, about April last year, I did a podcast uh, with my friend Hayley on football and stuff. And we were discussing it and I said um, that I thought Cardiff should just pay the transfer fee because it's the right thing to do and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I could not be further from that now. And the only reason, the only reason at the moment that I think they should maybe pay it is so that the family of Emiliano Sala can be looked after. Because the sad thing is that Cardiff cannot look after the family at the moment for fear because they're disputing the contract side of it, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, but if they look after Emiliano Sala's family financially, it's almost from their like legal side and their court case, it's like admitting that you know he was their player and he and yeah. the ins and outs of it. Well, we'll get into that side of it. So you've got the British Airways plane, which was booked by Cardiff City. It was turned down by Emiliano Salah because he had spoken to, I think it was one of Willie Mackay's sons, who said, no, no, my, my dad will sort out a plane. Um, yeah. So they arranged for David Henderson, which is the, the pilot who was supposed to fly the plane. Usual pilot of usual of pilot Willie of Mackay. Willie Mackay yeah. um, who's now gone into hiding, cannot be traced, cannot be uh, get any quote from, no one he won't speak about it. Um, and, you know, maybe, let's give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe it's a case of he's so upset by the fact that he could have been on the plane that, he, you know, he doesn't want to think about it. I, I, I get that. I could get that completely. Yeah. My problem is he is, outside of William Mackay, he is the one person who has got answers for those families. Yeah, totally um, So for him to not speak out, I think, is... It's not it's nothing short of disgusting, to be honest. I think it's real bad. Um, and obviously, he's been arrested uh, and he's currently on bail for, oh, what was it? I think it was like something manslaughter. Um, but obviously, just for legal reasons, he hasn't been charged. He's been arrested and he's been bailed without um, any conditions. Um, so just going back to it, you got the flight. Um, the pilot who David Henderson passed the flight over to. Okay. He is colorblind. So he can't fly at night. Uh, <clears throat> he is a part-time pilot. So he's he'd not... He'd only, done, he'd only done three and a half thousand hours of flying in his life, which... When they landed... Uh, well, you No, know, it's not a lot at all. When they landed, he said... Uh, I think it was in a text message, which or anything, whenever we refer to uh, text messages or WhatsApp messages, it's all, they're all in the book. Um, but obviously we're <clears throat> trying to kind of go through it without finding certain pages and yeah. stuff. But um, the flight side, the flight was delayed for 10 hours because of the... Of the weather. Of the, well, it was delayed because it was at, at night and um, obviously David Davidson couldn't fly. 
at night because of his colour blindness. So obviously that would have had an impact on the weather. Obviously, you know what I mean? Because yep. because of whatever. It's gonna be colder, um, it's gonna be wetter. And... Um, you know what I mean? The the the, the David Ibsen apparently was looking for flying jobs on social media. You know what I mean? This isn't someone who gets regular work. You know what yeah. I mean? So this isn't this isn't someone. You know what I mean? Apparently had had huge debts, eighteen thousand plus, um, not legally licensed. Uh, yeah, he couldn't fly at, commercially at the final, at the final hearing. Um, the, you know what I mean? It, it's it's um, apparently the, the the plane didn't fall to pieces. I'm sure it didn't. Hard to say that unless you were present, I thought. You know what I mean? That, that was a pilot who flew similar planes for a number of years. But unless you were there, unless you were there and you were in that plane and you saw that plane, because Emiliano's WhatsApp message, voice recorded to his dad, stated quite clearly that the plane was falling to bits. Yeah. So why would and he say that if it wasn't? Yeah. If he, said, if he knew he was going to die and he could see the plane visibly falling to bits whilst he's on the phone, a WhatsApp conversation, why would he say that? But someone to say it didn't happen, it wasn't present, is just, it's just the it's most crazy, ridiculous statement ever. And um, also, when they landed from Cardiff to France, uh, he had said, uh, Emiliano Salah had said that, you know, it didn't feel safe. Uh, it felt like it was going to fall apart or something along, the, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing a bit there, but something along those lines. They'd had not a very comfortable landing and apparently the pilot had said in a social media post, I think it was, that or maybe a message, um, that he wasn't familiar with the landing controls. So, looking, look, I'm, I don't want to seem like I'm like blaming the pilot. It's a tragic thing and he's lost his life and everything like that. Of course, I'm not trying to say that but the fact is he shouldn't have been flying at night he shouldn't have been flying a commercial flight because a commercial flight is if someone pays to be on it yeah willie mckay was paying for that flight mm. so it's, that makes it commercial yeah but david henderson though david henderson where was he where was he? What was more? What was more important than doing the job that he's paid to do? Because his job, over the years, has been to fly for Willie Mackay. Yeah. So, do you know? Do you know what I mean? That, that, that this was a big. This was a big transfer. This was a big deal. This was a. This was the biggest deal for Willie Mackay and his sons and the company and the pilots and the football clubs, Nansan Cardiff City. This was a big, big deal. So, what was more important? Over that weekend, over that week, over those days that that, um, that David Ibsen booked himself into a hotel in Nantes while, while uh, Emiliano was visit, visiting family and friends and saying goodbye to to the Nantes players, having a um, having a, the get together and and a leaving meal. You know what I mean? What what was what was what was going wrong there? Because he could have easily flew over and flew them flew them all back. It could have been. Do you know what I mean? That mm. day, it, it was just it just. I don't know, you know what I mean, and and is it is it guilt? Is he is he not talking because he feels guilty that he that he should have been there? Does he feel guilty that he's lost a friend in David Ibbotson? Does he feel guilty that 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 he's got the potential blood of two people on his on his hands? But he should speak, shouldn't he? He should clarify things. 
hundred percent side because whether it's, you know, to the it's, nev- it's or never it's never it's never gonna be it's never gonna be clear, you know, that it's it's never it's never gonna be it's never gonna be clear. He was he was arrested, but there's no evidence to suggest he's done really anything wrong apart from because we, we we're not we not we're not getting the information which which as far as we know he just passed on the job to someone yeah. else. Yeah, that he, um, he couldn't do he couldn't do it so someone else has done it. In um, in my interview with um, with the author, he said that uh, when the David Ibbotson came, you know, to the plane to get ready to take off, the paperwork which he had just had checked and stuff, you know, by customs or you know whoever it is, um, had David Henderson's name on it. Oh, okay. So like, even that in itself, you know, why? Surely it should have David Ibbotson's name on it. Yeah. Um, so that in itself is, you know, it's, it's worrying, isn't it? Because there's so many things, and that's even before you get into some of the other stuff, you know, which we'll talk about now. It's, this flight shouldn't have happened. If he was going to, once he's turned down that British Airways flight, and once it gets to nighttime, if David Ibbotson is the pilot, then that flight should not take off until the morning. I totally agree. Simple totally fact. agree. And actually, David Ibbotson shouldn't be the pilot because it's a commercial flight. You know, by the mere definition that Willie Mackay has openly said, he, he booked the flights, he paid for the flights. So that's a commercial flight. Yeah. Because he's got passengers, he paid for it. Yeah. Um, and his license doesn't allow for that. No. Well, you, you said it earlier that, that a commercial flight is when people pay. It wasn't his own plane. You know what I mean? No. So he's paying, he's paying, he's it wasn't paying Willie Mackay's, It was not Willie Mackay's plane. He's made that abundantly clear. You yeah. know, uh, he's not an agent, so he's, he's paying for the privilege. And the privilege, unfortunately, has is, is cost two people their, their lives. And someone's got, someone's, someone somewhere side has got to take responsibility for this. That, yes. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about, we're talking about Willie, Willie Mackay, the agent, that... Uh, it's just, it's just his his future as an agent. You know what I mean? He's banned from all these countries. You know what I mean? Our FIFA getting involved and going to ban him across the board. You know what I mean? It, his relationship with Cardiff City was obviously very strong while Neil Warnock was there. Not um, anymore. Well, it's obviously been dissolved straight away. Um, he's obviously made threats to kill people working at Cardiff City, which is just absurd. So if you've done nothing wrong, why are you, why why are you threatening to kill people? It's just. You know so, I mean? it's just it's just it's just ridiculous. It's just, sorry to interrupt you, mate. I just no, want to fine. clarify for some people because obviously some people that won't have read the book and they'll be reading this and they'll be like, Jesus, these guys they're jumping around from from point to point. Um so after everything which ever after the crash and everything which happened, obviously Willie Mackay has been slaughtered in the media yeah. by people because of the stuff that we've just talked about. Um at Willie Mackay went to Emiliano Salas. Uh, funeral, funeral at, yeah. uh, in Argentina, as did uh, Neil Warnock, Kenneth Cho, and uh, what was his name? The player liaison. Uh, the player liaison officer. Callum, yeah. Callum uh, who was the player liaison officer for Cardiff City. Now, the player liaison officer for Cardiff City, Callum, uh, he was the one who was speaking to the player, um, you know, arranging uh, hotels, things like this. Uh, he was the one who spoke to him and offered him the flight on the British Airways flight, he was the one who Emiliano has turned the flight down to on a WhatsApp conversation, all in the book. 
um, he was also the one who was waiting at the airport for Emiliano Sala to land. Um, so he was also the one that raised the alarm that the plane hadn't turned up. Um, at the funeral, or as, no, it wasn't at the funeral, I apologise. When they were leaving Argentina to return from the funeral, uh, Willie Mackay made some uh, aggressive threats, which in the book, it says that I think Neil Warnock, at the very least, witnessed those threats. Um, yeah, he got questioned by he got questioned by the police, didn't he, about the, yeah. about the, the same threats? Well, those threats at the uh, I'm not sure if it was at the airport, but you know, on the way, it's kind of home. Uh, they got reported to the police by Cardiff City, as you would. Uh, they were aggressive and threatening. Uh, they all took statements, including uh, Neil Warnock. <clears throat> I think he was. I think Willie Mackay was given like a kind of warning at that point. Um, but this wasn't the end of the threats from Mackay because um, an unnamed Cardiff uh, high-ranking Cardiff City official was in London where he's based. Um, went out for a coffee in an affluent area of London uh, on his own, just minding his own business one day. Um, and uh, he was sat outside the coffee shop and all of a sudden, Willie Mackay appeared, threatening and being aggressive. Um, he was again, I think he made death threats there as well. Um, there was an actual quote, something about, I, you don't know what I'm capable of, you don't know who I know. Uh, basically implying gangsters and things like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, it was reported to the police, and I think he was given some kind of official warning, although William Mackay denies that he had this official warning, but the police, I think, confirmed it to the author. Um, so that just tells you about William Mackay and how he's behaved since. And I understand that he's been uh, protective over his son, you know, he doesn't want his son to get the blame and to get slaughtered because his name's on all the contracts, this and that and the other. But, you know, his relationship, uh, Willie Mackay's relationship with Cardiff City and Neil Warnock completely broken down at this point, you know. Yeah. Um, I know I, I'm getting a little confused just because I'm trying to remember the book, but also the interview. So I'm not sure if it was in the interview or the book where it says that Willie Mackay wanted uh, Neil Warnock to basically come out in public and kind of back him um, and, you know, say, you know, he's not done anything wrong or he acted appropriately yeah. or whatever it may be. Um, and obviously, Cardiff kind of City said, that ain't happening. Mm. Well, the thing is, Neil Warnock is an employee of the football club and, you know, I mean, in, in the book, it does, does clearly state that, um, that, that Willie Mackay expected his close friend to tell everybody that he was he had nothing yeah. to do with anything, he'd done nothing wrong, he was yeah he was he was he was just basically doing his job and you know what I mean he was he was a friend of Neil Warnock's first, not um not a work colleague and obviously it brought them even closer, blah blah blah. And it you know what I mean, like I said earlier, it is normal practice that, that agents can get close to, to football managers, but I think sometimes and I think Especially now that that, that these kind of uh, relationships between football agents and managers, uh, I think other managers and players will probably look at at this and probably distance themselves quite um, 
dramatically away from these kind of people because just in case that anything happens, I don't think anything serious like this will, you know what I mean? Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, that it never does happen again. But uh, at the same time, that, that I think it just shows that the strained relationship between, 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 the, between the pair and obviously during the book that these two are obviously really very close over the years. And then all of a sudden now that, you know what I mean, Neil Warnock's working for a football club and it's expected to keep this profile and, and, and say the right things for the football club. And instead, you, is somebody who's supposedly a friend is asking you to say things that he doesn't know is true. He's being told to say things which he's getting told to say. And, you know what I mean? You can't be. You can't, like we said before, Sai, you can't be putting your name on towards something. Neil Warnock can't come out and say, uh, William McKay's got nothing to do with this. I've known him for years because you can't, regardless. You know what I mean? There's too many. No. Like uh, Salah's ex-girlfriend said, there's too many... Um, What's the word that she used? There was too many irresponsibilities and the, the agent was probably guilty of half of those, if not more, of those irresponsibilities which caused the, caused the problems from day one. You know, that if, you know what I mean, just, just should have just stayed well out of the picture. You know what I mean? Let his son do his, his job. Advise the player accordingly of, of, of we've spoken about this before, of, of your flights booked from London to Paris. You're on it. See you in London in three days. It's it's just that simple. You know what I mean? If you wanted an extra day, then book the next day's flight. It's just you know what I mean, cutting corners for a for a millionaire and or, or for a million for a, a million pound business deal. It just doesn't just doesn't it just t- there's just too many things I don't add up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um I'll tell you what, one of the things which really intrigued me in the book was that the so the plane, they couldn't track the oh they can't they had massive difficulty tracking who owns the plane um and it goes to all these different shell companies and this and that and the other to find who owns the plane and then at some point um the plane changed hands four times in one day four times like someone bought and sold it four times in a day um like that's so shady yeah, and and not being able to 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 track who owns it and it being like through all these different companies. You know, this plane was first flown in 1984, so it's not like um, this million-pound deal between these two big football clubs, Cardiff City will uh, Cardiff City transfer record. You'd think they'd have they'd be laying out the very best. You know, this agent would look after his his clients and. You know, they'd have this private jet and this, that, and the other. You know, by all accounts, this does not seem like a top-of-the-range private jet. No. It just seems like, it just seems like we, we, the, 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 it's cutting corners. And, and, you know, I mean, you can't... And it, this is no blame. There's no blame put, put towards a football club here one little bit because um, it's, not, it's not nonsense responsibility to sort out travel arrangements. It's for Cardiff City to book the flight. They booked the flight. Um, they thought they were doing the right thing. You know what I mean? The, the agent then stood in front of uh, Cardiff City officials and, and, and said quite com- confidently that, that we would, or, or my dad would organise the flights. You know what I mean? So obviously had a, a plane, obviously had a pilot, obviously had some pull in certain areas. And it's just, it's just such it's something what could have massively been avoided. And, and you know what I mean? Instead of talking about this, we could have been talking about somebody who's been banging in 50 goals and we're talking about somebody who's organised a, a flight for 
uh, for somebody who shouldn't have been anywhere near a, a deal for a footballer. Or never mind, well, never mind. Shouldn't be in. Shouldn't be near any kind of deal. Indeed. Um, so just to go back quickly to the pilot, because I just found this little expert from the book, uh, Henderson, which is the pilot who should have fought, uh, should have flown, uh, has de- declined to comment ever since the plane crash, and has re- it's remained unclear exactly how Mr. Ibbotson came to be flying that plane. Uh, the plane was not allowed to be used for commercial flights without permissions from the federal or the FAA or the UK SAC, sorry, the UK CAA, which is the Civil Aviation Authority. So, um, and, and also that permission had not been sought by the plane's owners. So there was the, the FAA and the CAA, that no permission had been asked by the, by the, the people who were on the plane yeah. to have Mr. Ibbotson fly the plane. So that, um, uh, I've forgotten his first name, Mr. Henderson, for him to not make that clear is disgraceful. Yeah. Outright. Like, I understand he's been through a lot and blah, 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 blah. But that's disgraceful because he's got answers which these families deserve. He's got answers to all the questions. All the questions that we're answering, saying he's got answers to them all. David Ibbotson's a father of four. Yeah. I know he's got a wife. Do you know, do they not deserve answers yeah. to why he was flying a plane that he wasn't qualified or shouldn't have been flying? But even comfortable, Sai, you know, he's, he's, not, he's, he's obviously not comfortable in doing it because it's just, you know what I mean? It, it's, you wouldn't, he's just a rookie. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that kind of, have that responsibility on your shoulders if you weren't, you know what I mean? It, 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 was, passed a, it was passed a job on to do, and it was, it's such a, such a vicious thing to, to pass on to somebody because, you know, I don't, I, like, like I said earlier, is it, is it out of guilt why he's not coming forward and answering, answering these kind of questions or is he, is he not allowed? I don't. Well, one Legal, of the, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the things which I think hurts the people's outlook of this book um, is actually uh, who haven't read it is the, the, the media coverage of it from the likes of, you know, like the tabloids where they've, there was like a thing the other day saying about how uh, book says David Ibbotson jumped out of plane with parachute. Um, and actually that's not what the book says whatsoever. And I think that sort of thing damages it. But what, um, the reason I think I think it's just my interpretation of it but the reason I think that the author um, talks about David Ibbotson's uh, debts the fact that he's a part-time plumber and a part-time DJ part-time pilot with only so many hours he's £32,000 in debt he's got CCJs um, like it's all coming down on him it's not to imply that he's like faked his death with skydiving or anything you know sensational like that it's to say that he was in a position where he was offered this job to fly this plane. He knew he shouldn't have been doing it, yeah. but he needed the money. Yeah. That's my interpretation of yeah, why that's... Listen, that's si, he'll, have been, he'll have been offered a good, a good amount of money to fly this plane. Yeah, because they had you know? to get him back for training because they, he turned down the British Airways flight. Yeah, yeah exactly. So he'll, 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 have paid, uh, he'll have paid a lot of money um, and it's just, 
another another avoidance. This that I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Because if Mr. Henderson couldn't fly the plane straight away, that Willie Mackay should have been right. Unfortunately, you've got to get the commercial flight which Cardiff City booked. We'll rebook it, or we'll yeah. keep this. Do you know what I mean? There's it's just an irres- irresponsibility of if this doesn't happen, you can't just you can't you can't mess around with people's lives. You know what I mean? And go for second best and third best. It's just. Not when it comes just, to flying as well. No, exactly, exactly. Um, going back to the to the agent, um, I call him that very loosely. I got to say, uh, one of the other things which Cardiff have accused him of is uh, artificially, artificially inflating Salah's price because what he did is he admitted to uh, Nantes or to Salah, I forget uh, which that he had placed stories within the media saying West Ham um, and another club were interested in him, which drove up the price for Nantes to charge Cardiff. Yeah. Um, and I believe there was a conversation between Nantes and Willie Mackay regarding, you know, Nantes needed the money. Um, and it's interesting, um, like I agree with you, Nantes and Cardiff City are in no way to, to blame for anything which happened. Yeah in any way. Um, but I do think that Nantes have done certain things that in hindsight now, looking back a year on, they may not be proud of. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, whether it's the, the just getting involved with the Mackay or some of the conversations they had um, and, or even chasing up the money before they'd even recovered the body um, from the bottom of the, you know, from the bottom of the ocean, I, and they were chasing up FIFA, asking to get the money off Cardiff, which I think is, you know, it's distasteful at, yeah, at best, isn't it? It's, it's not nice. Um, and, and and Cardiff took a lot of flack for not paying that money. Um, so let's talk about that briefly. I know we're like flitting around all over the shop. Well, there's, I'll, I'll, there is, there's so much to cover, isn't there? It's, yeah, it's, well, it, it, it goes a legal battle, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It, 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 there was going to have to be a legal battle because the Court of Arbitration got involved because obviously none expected their money to be paid in instalments. The first instalment was, was due to be made, uh, £5 million. Cardiff obviously withheld their right to pay it because obviously they were waiting on um, obviously some facts for insurance purposes. Because this is another thing for me, Si, that, that like... For me, the player signs. If the player, if the player's registration had gone through, fully, yeah, Cardiff, Cardiff owned had, that. Yeah, Cardiff owned that player fully. Then he, then he was insured fully from the minute he signed that for, for that football club because yeah. it just goes hand in hand. And and this is the the things that doesn't you know what I mean? Cardiff obviously questioned to Nance about was he fully registered? They asked for the paperwork. They asked for the timing of the paperwork. Had it gone through? Um in time before, obviously, the plane went down. Um, obviously, Cardiff, in total, expected to pay £15 million for, 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 for nothing, for, not, for no player. You know what I mean? So, they're obviously withholding money. But, obviously, you've got the Premier League aspect, haven't you, as well, where the, the Premier League returned his contract. Um, and so, he was, not ready, he was never registered with the Premier League because the yeah. contract he signed when he had the photos and everything was sent back by the Premier League because... Uh, the way the payment schedule for his signing on fee was not within their rules. Yeah. So he wasn't registered, which I think as far as Cardiff are concerned at that point, 
he could have negotiated with another club if he'd wanted to at that point. Yeah. So he wasn't. He wasn't. He, he hadn't left. He hadn't signed for Cardiff City. No. Yeah. Um, and but in fairness to uh, Mehmet Dalman, he said, "We will. Uh, we are not trying to avoid paying the transfer fee. What we are waiting for is the investigation to be completed, and they have to have the investigation completed because they need or they want." the insurance money to pay some of that money, I would imagine, to, to cover any other costs and things like that. Um, now, just skipping on a little bit, when um, they finally found uh, the plane and, and recovered the body, um, oh, actually, I, I do apologise. Before I go there, I want to quickly say, because I will forget, um, the aviation authority who were obviously conducting all the searches when the plane was missing, uh, they searched for a few days and then they basically gave up and said they called off the search. Calling off the search. And it took Emiliano Sala's family to do a crowdfunding uh, effort, which a load of footballers contributed to. you know, fans and people can contribute from all over the football world. Yeah. They hired like a, a top shipwreck recovery specialist uh, with the money and they found that plane within hours. Yeah. And I think that is, again, it's what a failing by the aviation authority. Yeah, it's ridiculous. To, well, things are sad. To call it off yeah, of the families. Without, without, without finding it. Listen, if you're just looking for a body, that's a yeah. different thing. So you're looking for a plane. You know what I mean? You're looking for a plane. Um, you know, I mean, they raised loads of money that they could privately search for the missing plane. David Mearns, it was, it was, it was a shipwreck hunter, started looking for the plane, and it's just, it's, this should, ne- it should never happen. You know, I mean, you can't give up on life. You know, I, I'd like to think if it was the other way around and, and it was somebody who's 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 working for the aviation that they wouldn't like to give up on them. So no. you know, I mean, and not and not everyone's as fortunate as um, that they can raise that kind of money to to carry on the search. You to know, do it privately. You know what I mean? Because obviously money runs out as well, and you know what I mean. Obviously they found obviously the the the, the, the plane, um, and it was only probably obviously days after they found the plane that they that they recovered a body um, in the plane. But obviously then you've got another body which wasn't accounted for, and, and obviously yeah. But then you run out of um, money, funds, and you know what I mean. So somebody's you're giving up on a on a human on a human life, and for and for a family to be able to. Uh, to have a funeral and a family to to be able to say their goodbyes and things. So there's there's there's, there's ethics, isn't there? There's ethics and ethically, you know what I mean. You go back to uh, Mr. Henderson that um, it's just ethically wrong. You know what I mean? That there's questions to be answered for the family, and it's never ending because you never ever got ever now going to find David Ibsen's body. Yeah, and the other side to that is. How can a, after three days after a plane's gone missing, how can a family be expected to privately search for those missing family members? Mm-hmm. I think that is it's just shocking. And it's yeah. a, yet another failing from, you know, different aspects of this whole uh, tragic occurrence. So they found, you know, they found the wreckage. And like you said, they recovered uh, a body. Uh, a day or two later, uh, which turned out to be Emiliano Sala. And then when they did the 
uh, autopsy. You know, they discovered head injuries and various injuries, but they also discovered that he had 58% carbon dioxide in his system. Uh, carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide? Monoxide. Monoxide. That's yeah. the one. It's a silent, uh, yeah. no, no older. 58% carbon uh, monoxide in his system, um, which is, again, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a proven fact from the autopsy. Um, if you've got that much carbon monoxide in your body, you would suffer from all sorts of things. I think it's seizures, dizziness, nausea. Um, and obviously you don't smell it, so you don't know it. Um, to have that much carbon dioxide in your system is, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really make sense. So the only way to find out how that got into the cockpit because it's only a small, you know, four-seater plane, I think it is. Um, for, for carbon dioxide of that level to be in a system, it's got to be in the cockpit. How did it get in the cockpit? Well, we can never know now because no, no, no. because they didn't. They once they recovered the body, they decided that the weather was too bad and it was too expensive to recover the plane. And then later down the line, when they just did the autopsy and they discovered the carbon monoxide levels, they went to go back to recover the plane but it had gone, so they couldn't. Yeah. So my, and this is just my opinion, not the book or the interview, my personal opinion is, how can this investigation by the Aviation Authority ever be completed? Because they can never find out how the carbon monoxide got into a system and into the cockpit, which means they cannot claim to know all the facts, which no. means the insurance company will never pay out. No which means the lawsuit will go on for forever, which means the family don't get the answers. The we don't get closure, sir. We're not, not going to get any closure. You know, there's no. never going to be closure. There's never, never going to be closure for the family. There's never going to be closure for the two individuals. There's never going to be closure between the two football clubs and the, and the governing bodies because there's always just going to be this, this, um, this question mark of if only we knew the answer to this, then we could put a definitive answer to all the questions what's getting answered. Yeah, and it's the problem is the people who suffer are the people who've suffered the most already, um, which is the families. And the only people who've got any sort of answers for those people, uh, for the families, is uh, Mr. Henderson and Willie Mackay. They're the only people who can help. And Willie Mackay is more concerned with threatening people and clearing his his son's name and his name and, and making sure everyone knows he's got nothing to do with anything and it's this, that and the but, other. Well, I think this is the sad thing about the side though for me that, that um, the people would rather clear their own name than remember that the, the, the two people who, who aren't in this world anymore, you know, that um, yes, granted that, that, that the people who were, um, you know I mean, if the, if the criminal charge were, were ever brought, but like you say, we just said there, there's not, the evidence, you know what I mean? There's, there's too many holes in the evidence because there's no definitive answer for the evidence. So, you know what I mean? There can't be any, it can't be any more um, criminal charges brought because there's no concrete evidence because the plane's not fit to check about carbon, carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, the pilot's not here to tell us um, why Mr. Henderson didn't fly the plane. Mr. Henderson's not answering any questions. 
yeah. Willie Mackay wasn't the agent, apparently, so he's washed his hands with it all. He's passed it on to his son and his and his wife in the company. So it's there's just too many irregularities, too many irresponsibilities for anyone to take responsibility from from two people losing their lives. It's just it's just a big mess. But it's the it's the family who never get over it. It's the you know what I mean? You, you, we said it earlier, sign in the conversation, that player liaison officer for Cardiff City has, has, has stepped, he stepped down from his position. And, uh, and nobody knows the reasons why people leave. Well, with that, I, will, I, I do just want to clarify with that. The official statement for that is um, that his wife got a job in Dubai uh, and that's why he left. Okay. Um, now, I would say... <clears throat> uh, he was the player liaison officer for Cardiff. He was clearly, um, I wouldn't say very close because they'd obviously only been speaking a short amount of time, but yeah. they were very personal. They'd been messaging on WhatsApp or they'd been speaking on the phone. He was waiting at the airport. He was waiting for the plane. He was the one that reported that the plane hadn't, you know, had gone missing or hadn't turned up. He was also present at all the threats from Willie Mackay. Um, if I was hazarding a guess out of who the person was who was threatened in London, my two guesses would be him or uh, Meh- uh, Mehmet Dalman. They would be my two guesses. I don't yeah. know. Um, so whilst I understand he could, you know, his wife could have just got a job in Dubai, and, you know, that happens. Of course, yeah, he, maybe you know, he wanted a fresh start, especially after everything which had happened. But... You couldn't blame him if he was affected by the threats and no. the and the you know everything which went on. David uh, so David Henderson. I just want to f- so kind of finish off what we're talking about now um, by talking about David Henderson a bit more, and then we'll kind of round it up. And we just wanted to you know give a kind of our general opinions of the book. We can't obviously go through page by page, but um, again. I recommend the book to to everyone. Um, it is not what you think. Um, in the months following the crash, uh, Willie Mackay's usual pilot, David Henderson, proved elusive to the media in Cardiff City. But the law eventually caught up with him when he was apprehended by the police on suspicion of manslaughter by an unf- unlawful act. Uh, so that's what he was arrested for. Investigations continue and he's out on bail with no conditions currently. Uh, after that, he basically disappeared. His social media went dead. Uh, he's not available in his house. Um, why? Why? Uh, that's why I don't... And I understand keeping a low profile because the yeah. media and stuff, but why has he just disappeared completely? I don't get it, sir, because I don't get, you know what I mean? Surely then the police have a, have a duty of care for the family. They have a duty of care for, uh, for the individuals to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Because if there's no information um, that, that there's any wrongdoings, surely there's a, like I just said, there's a duty to make sure that, that these kind of things uh, just do not happen again. And, um, and I, just, I just think, I just think there's, 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 there's more answers that need to be answered and not just criminally, just ethically, um, just for peace of mind, especially for the families, you know, because the, the family won't have, don't have these kind of answers, you know, that, that, that the book doesn't have these kind of answers, that 
Um, they're on about doing a documentary, apparently. So a documentary. What have, they, what have the answers? Unless Mr. Henderson comes out and answers some of the questions honestly, then unfortunately, just people are still going to be starved of the truth, starved of um, what really happened, um, the state of um, the mental state of the pilot. The, the, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure he spoke to him coming up to, you know what I mean? Because he obviously spoke to him about, did he want the job? Yep. Was he comfortable? In, you know what I mean? It's, 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 the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small detail, but it's, it's a big thing now because of what's happened. You know what I mean? If, 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 if nothing had happened, it would, those kind of questions are, could become irrelevant, don't they? But it's, it's a big, big question mark now. Yeah, it's sad. Um, there was, oh, sorry, I was just reading that then. Um, so when uh, David Henderson was initially feared dead after the flight plan for the doomed plane lodged with the French authorities named him. So he was still named on the flight plan as the pilot. Right. So people um, would have thought that he died. Yeah. And then yeah. Father and Two was forced to put a post on Facebook. Uh, then Facebook. Oh, I just got off it. Uh, Facebook message the next day stating the rumors of his death were untrue. And his friend David Ibbotson had taken the controls. Uh, the media were naturally eager to contact the family and friends for information. Uh, the daughter of Henderson contacted the independent press standards organization uh, asking to be basically left alone by the press. They put something in place. Um, but yeah. So again, I don't understand why this man, this human being, just from a human level, wouldn't want to clarify these things for the family members. Look, I well, can't think of a reason why not. Well, this question was just still unanswered for someone to, for someone, someone to be accountable for what happened. And he's, he's, he's the only one, I think, who can be held. Him and Willie oh. Mackay are the only ones who could be held accountable. Do you yeah. think, here's a question for you then, uh, and I asked the author this as well, uh, Harry Harris, do you think the reason he's not speaking is because he thinks if he doesn't speak, he won't get charged. Whereas if he tells the full story, for whatever reason it may be, that he might get charged with whatever the term was, manslaughter with unlawful intent, I think it was. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I, I believe so, because I don't believe there's enough evidence without him giving anyone any evidence to, to prosecute. And the only person who can um, give evidence against him is himself, because the only other... Only other person is Willie Mackay, and he's not going to give any. No, he's not going to because I think he'll end up he'll end up putting himself in the in the in the in the same position. And yeah. the only other two people potentially who could give any evidence are both dead, because they're the only people who there's only for me there's only four people involved in in this yeah. who, who really who really knew. And one was David Ibbotson, who sadly has lost his life. You've got Emiliano Salah, who may not or may may or may not have been aware what was going on, but if he was, he's lost his life. Willie Mackay, he can't he can't put himself in in trouble because he keeps on saying saying how innocent he is, and if he now changes his story, how how's that going to look? And then you've got Mr. Henderson, who's who's just not answering questions, and it's just the more quiet he looks, the the more guilty he looks for me, and tells a bigger story. Just come out and be honest, and 
Um, so the family can move on. So you can move on with your life as well because, you know what I mean, if, if he hasn't done anything wrong, Si, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not saying he has. And then get on with his life because until he comes out and tells people, surely he's at a crossroads where people don't trust him because he's been arrested and people are unsure of, you know what I mean, will he be allowed to fly a play again? Will he, is he still under investigation? Is, do you know what I mean? So there's, surely there's, there's things what need to be put to bed for, from, from his side as well. Yeah, there sure is. Um, one of the other interesting things in the in the book is the document where it lists all the different flights. Uh, so you've got, for instance, 5th of December 2018, flight yeah. from Essex to Nantes, carrying Cairo City Manager, Neil Warner, uh, Kevin Blackwell, Willie Mackay and Mark Mackay to see Emiliano Salah play against Marseille. And then yeah. there's a list of all these different flights. Um, it's very clear that Neil Warnock had uh, a relationship with Willie Mackay. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, begrudgingly, that some of the stuff which I read in the book about uh, Neil Warnock's kind of, I don't want to say his behaviour, but just some of the things maybe the word because i respect the man greatly so i don't want to offend him in any way if he does ever hear this um some of the things which kind of like i think it's like that old school mentality of like the way football works um i think he's still like an old school guy um and some of that kind of rubbed me up a little bit the wrong way but But, i don't think i I don't think he's done anything wrong i must say i totally totally agree side but i think i think also i think what i think something else which Probably never be mentioned. Those, those two, and I mean Neil Warnock and and, and Willie Mackay, will know a little bit more about each other than than, than the books yes. telling as well. And that's with dealings over over the over the course of football, because there's obviously there's there's, there's deals what happen and there's deals which go um, sometimes um, unheard of and unnoticed. Um, you know what I mean? For and I'm, I'm talking about. I'm not. I'm not saying that anyone's done anything wrong here, but uh, you know what I mean. There's there's probably information that both have on each other and rightly or wrongly you know what I mean that it's like it's like they're, they're both good friends with each other and they respect each other that much that they've all kept it all all hush hush and all quiet and then and they've they might have had a, a falling out in a in an airport apparently um and said things to each other or, 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 or one way um and then Mackay wanted Neil to to speak out and, and, and tell everyone how much of a good guy he was and he wasn't allowed because of because obviously he was he was contracted to a football club and it's just become a whole big mess and a, and a, and a, a mess which should have been avoided between the two of them because it didn't need to probably involve them two directly because obviously Willie, Willie shouldn't have been anywhere near the deal but decided to be involved that much because probably thought that his son wasn't up to it basically that yeah, it does seem that way. I um, yeah, I. It makes me angry that if the 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 financial side of it goes through, he will get paid one and a half million pounds. That really pisses me off. I gotta say. Yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't, you know, what I mean, I know the obviously the authorities uh, froze his assets, and I don't know how that. Well, the thing is, it's not in his name, is it? You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, it's in well, his wife, wife's name and his 
Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I'll say, if, if you're that clued up and you've got um, business accounts um, with um, this, that, and whatever, then all of a sudden you're gonna um, yeah. you're gonna have spare spare accounts left, right, and centre in different different names. So he's not stupid. He's a he's a businessman. Indeed. Um, okay. So just as uh, we sort of round off now to finish, um, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions about the book, if that's all right. Um, what was the thing which shocked you the most about this book? Whether it was the a specific piece of information, a document, uh, the the author, anything? What was like the most shocking thing to you? Um, I think the most shocking thing for me was um, uncovering uh, the David Henderson part about um, him being obviously a usual pilot and then not being able to fly in the day and not having the information that. I, that I was looking for that I was, I w- I'm not, I'm not going to, I was nearly to use the word excited there because I thought I was going to get some new information and, and some relevant information, but I've got this information about an individual, but then all of a sudden it stops because we, we haven't got the answers and the, and the information that we, that we need to follow it up that, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a massive jigsaw piece missing, yeah. but we've got a big, a big part and a big name, but we've, we've still got a massive hole and a missing part. And for me, he is the biggest jigsaw piece in this whole episode and unfortunately he's he's just he's just vanished and just never gonna never gonna find the big piece yeah but then also say i'll go on to the uh, carbon monoxide as well because that there's two things for me those two things the two things that don't add up for me yeah yeah i agree um the, the carbon monoxide thing again i get a bit frustrated when i when i think of it because i just think when they recovered his body they basically didn't recover the plane because of cost. Yeah. And I hate like bureaucracy and things like that when it comes to things like saving money to, to not do something that's important yeah. and, and to really, really get the answers that the family deserve. They had yes. to recover that plane. Which was sad, but just for me, just to make sure this doesn't happen again, because if, it, if this is a, a if this fault. is something what happens, yeah, if this is a fault, what happens when it gets near water or this is a fault, what happens when it, 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 it dives, um, when it's a certain know. temperature, when, when it's just down, anything, yeah, isn't well, it? Well, we don't know the answers to these questions because we weren't allowed and we're not allowed. Yeah. Frustrating. Um, if you could say one thing to the people who've been critical of the book without reading it, what would you say? Um, I would say, um, listen to people who have read it. I'd say, um, read it with an open mind. So have a good... Um, have a good have a have a good read of it, and you know what I mean. Don't don't make an opinion from the title alone. You know what I mean. That that I think uh, you've said it, and I've said it. That don't judge a book by its color, uh, by its cover. Sorry, I I did it. You know what I mean. I I, I probably looked at the title um, and thought I'm not reading that. I, I, you know what I mean. And, but then quite quickly, uh, I learned that it was nothing about the title. It was about a book about an individual and a series of events which should, could have been avoided. And you know what I mean? Which it was, which was excellently written piece of piece of work. Yeah. And I think what comes across in the book as well is the fact that the author, Harry Harris, he wants answers to everything which has happened with this situation. He wants answers for the family. 
so that they can, you know, they can grieve, they can move. And that was the aim of the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I totally agree, Side. I think the points that he's, um, that he's wanting to get across, I think he's, he's done tenfold. I think, um, rightly or wrongly, when the book was brought out, how it's, how it's been named, I think just, I think also draws you in. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's people might see it as a bad thing, but those people who see it probably as a negative will be drawn in because they want probably an answer answer to the book of yeah why is it why is it written like that? Because I I I, I probably along with a lot of other people are reading the book expecting um, the author to tell me who did it at the end. Do you know what I mean? Because that's the way that it yeah the that's the way the way comes across. Are, that's the way yeah. books that books are done. So you know what I mean? And but it, it was far from that. It was a a thrilling piece with true facts after fact after fact. And, um, and I think he should be credited on, on the work he's done. And you know what I mean? Like I say, this is the, the sad thing about it is, is the huge loss of two people, which, which could, should have been avoided if, uh, if possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, obviously I know we've like jumped around a lot. Um, when we've been discussing the book and, that's mainly because there's so much information in it that there were certain things we wanted to cover. And, you know, if we'd gone through it kind of chapter by chapter, we would have been here for, you know, three hours longer than we do the football shows. Um, but we wanted to just touch on, on the main kind of talking points. Um, I really, really recommend reading it. Um, obviously I've got the interview with the author, which was nearly two hours long. And uh, I've broken it up into three parts in the video version which is at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. You can also listen to the full audio version uh, or the usual podcasting apps. Um, there's a petition to get justice for Emiliano Sala, which I will link in the description for this show. Um, I will also link the book on Amazon. It's actually only $3.99 if you don't mind reading electronic copies. Um, I'm not sure about the paperback copy. I think it's about tenner. Yeah, it is. Um, but it is worth it. Um, you can follow Andy on Andy Campbell 32 at, at Andy Campbell 32 and uh, me at acecast underscore nation. Uh, Monday night live, the Andy, yeah. Campbell, Andy Campbell show. Yeah, get on it. Don't miss it. Tell your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell them all and get in the live chat and uh you know, interact with us, send us questions, call us names, whatever. Just, uh, yeah, just get involved. Um, anything else you wanted to add, mate, about the book? Or no, I was envious on Friday when you were telling me that you were um, speaking to him and I was, uh, I was just for the, uh, for his podcast nation side, I think you should be very proud of yourself to be able to um, be linked with, such a such a fella because obviously he's been on national radios he's done all of these uh, all of these things and he's uh, you know I mean they're mixing it with the best mate so you should be very proud of yourself thank you I am guys thanks for watching and uh, we'll catch you for the next episode of Ace Podcast Nation thank you
Social Podcast Network.